Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. Today's guest is Rowena Winkler, organizer of Journey to Consciousness, LLC. She has integrated her background in theater and writing into a coaching business. She'd like to discuss the magic of multi-hyphenate, the lessons learned once she decided she finally let go of the compartmentalization of gifts and talents and just live as an authentic self. Give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Rowena Winkler. Hi, how are you, Jasmine? Oh, good, good. How are you? You are a wound thread of information. Just, just <sighs> it's so informative. Very nice today. You're so thoughtful. Thank you. I received that. Um, okay. Just, I'm feeling my <laughs> badass goddess glow vibes today. There you go. But I wanted to thank you and welcome. Can you tell me exactly, specifically, your title and what do you do? Sure. Hi everyone, I am Dr. Rowena Winkler and I am a cosmic catalyst coach and realignment strategist. So what that exactly means is that I help women who are feeling stuck and are motivated by spiritual modalities such as astrology, human design, tarot, crystals, et cetera, et cetera. And I use those modalities to help these women activate their divine essence, that goddess energy, so that they can step into their full power and meet their soul purpose. And it is the integration of my experiences as a woman, as a former professor, and I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> and just the joy that I found in mentoring in teaching and writing and it's it stemmed from a friend actually because last year in 2020 i launched an astrology business where i was doing readings because i've studied astrology i've always been interested in it i was that friend at parties where people would be like rowena what does this mean xyz and i would tell them and finally i said you know what maybe i should do this and build a business and get paid for it and a friend of mine who i read her chart she said to me you know what rowena i can really see you integrating this into a coaching offering and using your gifts and talents as, as the teacher, as a former professor to do this in this business. And I said, huh? And I tucked that away in the back of my mind and fast forward to the end of 2020. And I found myself with the astrology business, just getting burnt out and overwhelmed by the constant content grind, you know, as you're starting a business, 
I am a marketing professional in my day job and my nine to five job, but it was just, it was just too much. And so I took a bit of a pause, a bit of a break and thought about, okay, what am I really wanting to accomplish here? What do I really want to do with this practice? And in that time, I talked to another fellow coach friend, Joanna Platt. She's amazing. You should look her up. (laughs) And we dug deep to find my zone of genius. And it really is helping people find their voice through all these different means. And so I ran with that and I embraced my magical multi-hyphenate self because I have so much to offer. And I channeled it into this coaching offering because I found that I shouldn't compartmentalize myself. You know, I shouldn't just be Dr. Rowena, professor, Dr. Rowena, mom, you know, Dr. Rowena, marketing professional. I, these are all me and all sides of me. And as a creative, a singer, I infused all of this into this coaching business and I haven't looked back since. And it's been so amazing. And it's brought me to, to folks like you, where I can talk about this work that I'm doing. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And like you mentioned, you are just like a glowing queen of inspiration. You, um, you have, I feel like I just want to say that I have someone who's aligned in wanting to become the better you, the better, better for yourself, better for all. And it's just like, I glow with pride and just commend all the things that you are able to even to see another woman going through and finding that their goal and their destiny and their future is so it's just so inspiring for for others i'm just yeah i guess i consider i'm saying i'm speechless because i'm like <laughs> what well, well i but, really appreciate that <laughs> i do like i like you i you know i see you and i appreciate you and i and this is just amazing because i i feel like these questions are going to just be like they're not even going to touch the surface in regards to what you can do. So, you know, the, the thing of the, the fact of the matter is I have not always been this glowing ball of inspiration, right? I definitely want to make it very clear that it's been a lot of, there have been dark moments. There have been dark nights of the soul, essentially, where I had to sit down and dig in deep and get really introspective about who I am and who I want to be and what I want. And that did not come easily. <laughs> it, there have been challenging times, but I'm here to tell you and your listeners that you can come out the other side stronger than ever and that it's possible. Yeah, it is very true. And, you know, you just mentioned that you are first generation um, and your background as a Filipino, or I just want to make sure I say Yeah, this Filipina. Right. Yeah, Filipino, Filipina. Yeah. Okay. Filipina. <laughs> so you, oh, you do the same thing as Latinx. Well, I, I can never really catch on to that Latinx part, but I always yeah. consider myself Latina. So it's... Uh, oh, yeah, Filipina is fine. Okay, <laughs> totally okay. Cool. So tell me a little bit more about yourself and your... Like, where did you grow up? And um, tell us a little bit more about your journey. Yeah, Um, sure. So I am first-generation American. So I was born in the United States. I was born in Philadelphia, but grew up in Southern New Jersey. My parents came to the United States from the Philippines. They met here though. They met in the United States, I believe at a mutual friends party. And they got married and they had my older sister and then they had me. And as I'm sure 
you may or others may may resonate being an immigrant child is definitely an experience <laughs> in and of itself right so my parents worked hard to provide this life for my sister and I, and we are so very grateful, but I will say there was a lot of pressure to perform academically, especially professionally, to, to do well in all the things. And so it instilled this perfectionism in me where, especially academically, you know, I have a PhD. I was able to get my bachelor's, my master's and my doctorate in less than 10 years mm -hmm. because I just hustled and grinded and I was very self-motivated. You know, I was one of those students, those young people that would come home from school, from high school and immediately go straight doing my homework. I wrote papers two weeks in advance in college. It was bananas. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I had a lot of awards and a lot of achievements. I was in the top, you know, 5%. I think I was number four ranked in my high school class, right? So there was a lot of expectations I felt from my parents in particular, because in Filipino culture, especially, our parents talk to other parents, their friends, about their children, right? So mm -hmm. they say, oh, my my daughter is this, my daughter is that. And I was very self-aware about that. But it got to the point where the perfectionism wasn't working for me anymore. And it wasn't until I got my first tenure track position, right? So 2013, I got my PhD. I'm in my first tenure track job. And it just wasn't what I had anticipated. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I was dealing with health issues. I was dealing with mental health issues because I was just so stressed and so overwhelmed, overworked. Additionally, you mentioned BIPOC folks. I felt that as a faculty woman of color, there was additional invisible labor that was put on me as a faculty member where I had to be this token person of color for the university while they were going about doing these programs and checking off these boxes that to me felt very cosmetic, right? It just mm -hmm. felt like, okay, here's the band-aid, boop. But it wasn't digging in deep enough as to the root cause, the structural issues that a lot of organizations and entities, not just universities, we're still dealing and grappling with and, and big, trying to figure out how we can serve communities of color. And so here I am as this faculty member watching my students marching in the streets for Black Lives Matter. And I just felt I wasn't able to, to pour as much as I wanted to into these causes. And so with all that, and additionally, my father passed away from cancer. He... You know, he was only 67 years old I'm and thank you. I, I'm sure folks can, can attest, right? When you lose someone so close to you, especially a parent, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm only 35. And back then I was, you know, I was only in my twenties, mid to late twenties and losing my dad, who was such a huge supporter. He was such a, you mentioned that I'm this ball of light. Well, I get that from my dad. He was so funny. He's a Leo, <laughs> you know, so he was just so vibrant and losing him really changed. It was a game changer. It 
it really shifted my perspective on what the heck I was doing here, right? It was, I asked all these questions, what is my legacy? What do I want to leave here? And I realized that academia and staying in the, in the institution was not it. And despite all the hard work, all the accolades, you know, I was considered a quote unquote rock star in my department when I was a grad student. And when I was a faculty member, I walked away from all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was not easy. It was very difficult because I grew up with the with my parents expecting so much of me. I did grow up with this people pleasing mentality. And so I felt like when I left academia that I was letting people down that I was a failure, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't hacking it in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm today saying that I, it was probably one of the best decisions that I had ever made. It's just amazing what uh, you had to go through. And it just feels like, do you think like right now, does it feel like that was like a lifetime ago? in regards to all the things that you've done. And it just feels like there was someone who was completely different. Like, who is that person? (laughs) You know, compared to what you are now, it's just, what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Yeah, I think the most courageous thing I'd ever done was leave academia because it's such, if you've ever gone to grad school and if you've ever gotten a PhD, it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard it. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for y'all. It is a huge investment of time, energy, brain power. It's a lot. I was a broke grad student for a long time and Mm -hmm. it sucked, (laughs) you know? And to feel like at that moment that I was walking away from it, but now knowing that you can never take my PhD away from me. Mm-hmm. I'm always Dr. Rowena Winkler, right? It's I've oh I will always have my my degree. But at the time feeling like, oh no, I've worked so hard for this and now I'm leaving it all behind because I'm not feeling good with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was really, really difficult. I it took months of really thoughtful thinking of therapy, (laughs) of going to my tribe. Thankfully, I did have amazing friends and mentors at the university who got it, who understood where I was coming from. My wonderful PhD advisor from the University of Maryland, where I got my PhD, Dr. Linda Aldori, gonna give her a shout out. She has always been so supportive of all of my endeavors. So knowing that I had a tribe, I had people who would be okay if I, even if I wasn't okay, made it okay. (laughs) It's good to have that village. Believe me. Yeah, that is awesome. And like you said, you probably had to go and do some self-reflection, self-awareness. And after that, taking that leap. But when you're at the point where you have to think like, screw it. and walk away from it when a woman's mind is made up it's made up so yeah exactly right (laughs) right. those are my snaps y'all those are my snaps (laughs) rolling of the neck you know (laughs) so that's that is wonderful and uh, um, a lot of people don't think about it but I think we don't say it out loud is that I would never have met you 
if we didn't have these, this, our paths would not cross if you decided to continue with what you're doing. And thousand percent, girl, what you're doing now <laughs> is the right path for you. It's even though we don't think about it, our path is already set that way. It, even though we keep trying to find a way to turn around and turn around and turn around and say, you know what? I can't go that way. I can't go that way. In the end, you still go right back to the same path that was you were destined to go to. So, so what inspired you? Because I think you even mentioned it about your friend. What inspired you to venture into this career path? Yeah. So I did mention my friend when I talked about what what I do and my work. But I will say the I mentioned how I put my astrology business on hold finally, eventually motivated me to pivot and rebrand and launch RowenaWinkler.com was the birth of my beautiful baby daughter. She, here's another challenge. Um, I'm actually an IVF mom. So I went through in vitro fertilization to Mm -hmm. have her. My husband and I were trying to get pregnant for almost two years and no luck. And so Thankfully, technology and science is awesome. And I was able to get pregnant with the with the first try with, with IVF. And so my amazing, beautiful pandemic baby, <laughs> she was born 19 days early, literally right before the world shut down due to COVID-19. Oh <laughs> so <laughs> I, I call her like, she's our pandemic timer. So she, you know, I had her and then everything, we all went in lockdown. And so goodness to gracious. Yeah. It was so difficult trying to figure out how to be a mom. And especially since my husband, Derek and I were, were such extroverts, right? So we, we have our communities. As I mentioned, we were so fortunate to have so many friends, but because of the virus, because of COVID, we had to stay home. And so we had to figure out how to do this without that community, which was difficult, but we had each other. And as my therapist calls it, I love, I share this everywhere. She called COVID-19 a collective retreat. (laughs) So you can call it collective something. (laughs) Yeah. It was a way for us to chill with ourselves. You know, Jasmine, before COVID, Derek and I, before we had this baby, we were those people that we would have three to four things go to in in a day, right? We go from pop, 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 we go bopping around and we have all these plans and we're doing all these things. And COVID caused us, forced us to slow down and chill. And I think this is what happened with a lot of people where we were like, oh, this was the second. I mentioned this happened when my dad died. It happened again when I had my daughter. So it's so interesting. The death of my father and the birth of my daughter are what led me on this journey, on this path. And I sat with myself again and was like, okay, what am I doing? And I thought about what my friend said. And I said, well, why not? <laughs> you know, I can all, I've always had aspirations to be an entrepreneur and to have my own business, but it was my own fear. It was my own self getting in my own way because Again, it was those feelings, that core limiting belief that I'm still working on to this day, that I'm not enough and that I'm not worthy of of whatever blessings and abundance the universe has to to, to throw my way, right? So I had to, I was like, no, 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 let's, why not? I just birth a human. <laughs> right. Why not birth a business? 
So that's what I did. And again, I, I tapped into all the things I, I have to offer and I created this coaching business. And the cosmic catalyst piece is that I help women spark their inspiration. I use creative means. So I've worked with singers and dancers and actors and writers. So I use exercises with my clients in that way. I've worked with other fellow mamas who are trying to find themselves again because now I understand when you become a mom and you know, Jasmine, it, sometimes you lose yourself in your mothering and I want to not just be a mom. I want to be a role model for my daughter and for any future kids that we may have. So oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so that, that was just it, right? It was, it, it was this time where I could slow down and visualize and create and plan for what, what I want to be and how I can help these other women that are feeling stuck, who are feeling a certain way like I was back then, get back in that realignment. Because, you know, as a, I am a creative, I love to sing, I do theater, but I also, and it might be the Capricorn rising in my chart, I, I am a planner and I'm organized. So I take these esoteric things, these like woo woo, if you want to call it that, things like astrology and whatnot. And I bring it down to a practical, tangible level because I'm telling you when I've done it for myself, it has been transformative. And that's what brings me to chat with you and the folks listening today. So oh, for sure, for sure. I was going to actually hit on some of the things about mine. Um, so I mentioned, like I mentioned before, I did do your quiz and uh, it came out as dancer. And then I was looking at some of the things like I am completely novice. And I think you even mentioned in one of your podcasts that some people are just like hung up on that one sign because of their birthday month. Yeah. And me being a Sagittarius, I know, you know, there's that, like you say, you, do you have moon rising and all that? I have no clue where to begin on any of that. So can you break it down to oh yes. mine specifically? Because I think you have, you might have mine uh, in front of you that I've, all the answers that I have. I'm not sure if you can pull it. We can pause because I can, I just wonder if that would be like an example that we could use for the conversation. Sure. I mean, I can also very quickly, if we take a pause, uh, yeah. I can pull up your astrology chart right now, the second, if you know your birth date, time and year <laughs> and well, location. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I know all of that. I definitely that, use you as an example. Yeah. Uh, I believe Is there was a, the time is always the one that I always get wrong. And I think, it's oh like, yeah, I think it's like 832 PM. Um, but I was born December 11th. Um, okay. I was born in Okinawa, Japan. So the Ryukyu oh, wow. Islands. So I'm like, I feel like I'm like, you know, Asian sister, what's up? You know, it's yeah, getting right. <laughs> oh, so when it comes to astrology, there are many different things that you can take a look at. But the the big three, the trifecta that a lot of people talk about when you're first starting out are your sun, your moon and your rising sign. Mm -hmm. So your sun sign is where the sun was in the moment of your birth. And actually, let me take a step back even from that. Okay. So your natal chart in astrology is essentially a snapshot of the heavens, of the sky, in the exact moment that you were born, that you were on this planet. And so there are different planets that are in a specific place, in a spot, <laughs> and that's what makes up your astrological chart. So your sun sign is 
what people most commonly refer to as their zodiac sign, their horoscope, right? So when you read the horoscopes online or in the news, or do people read newspapers? Um, digital <laughs> articles, yes. On social media, your co-star app, whatever. So that's, uh, that's, that's the sun sign. That is how you are, how you're showing your showing up in the world. This is your archetype, your embodiment. And so as we've already talked about, you are a Sagittarius sun. So Sagittarians, I, I love my Sag friends. Y'all are explorers, adventurers, love to travel, yes. love to absorb knowledge. So yes. They're always learning things, always moving, always going from one thing, pop, 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 go from one thing to the next, a lot of energy. So Sagittarians are super fun. Your moon sign is, is the side of you that actually not a lot of people get to see. Mm -hmm. So it is the most intimate side of you. So it's significant others, really close friends, family that may get to see that moon side, but the moon represents stability. It's how you feel safe. It's mm -hmm. essentially the home, right? It's how you feel safe, secure at home with yourself. And according to your chart, you are a Capricorn moon, which is very interesting. So I have Capricorn, as I mentioned in my chart, Capricorns are ambitious, they're hustlers, they are always, you know, it's the, it's that mountain goat. So always like pop, 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 pop on the mountain. So you feel Jasmine super safe, secure when you are like working to go to the next thing you are, you know, you are moving forward and just based on your story, right? You're moving forward with your career. You're finding new things to do. Capricorns make really good managers, leaders, project managers, right? So they always got something going on. They're very hardworking and driven. So that's mm -hmm. Capricorn. And then, oh, and then your rising sign is, so rising signs are the first impressions. So when we first meet each other, it's how we see each other. It's some astrologers call it the mask, right? So it's how you show yourself to other people before they really get to know you. Mm -hmm. And I think this resonates. Your rising sign is cancer. So cancers are, it's a very maternal energy. It's sen sensitive, very emotional. But, you know, again, I'm a Pisces. So emotions don't scare me or I don't think emotions are a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So very nurturing, very loving, a lot of a lot of care, right? So I, I just before we started recording, you were telling me, or as we're recording, you were saying that your offering with this podcast is to shine a light on these wonderful guests that you bring on. So in and of itself, that cancer rising is showing up in this podcast, right? Because you are providing a platform, a stage, a, a container, a space for us as business owners, entrepreneurs, BIPOC folks to have a place to be and share our stories. So I guess the cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> cliff note version of it. And it's, I think if you want to throw that wrench in the, in the sprocket, uh, I'm also an introvert. Uh, I play, I do a lot of extrovert jobs, but all <laughs> in all, I'm a, I'm a serious introvert. I'm like the, the wallflower in the party. It just, I just don't, get involved. I observe the environment before I kind of like 
might strike a conversation with somebody if I feel comfortable enough to do that. So it's just, then I also, and I know maybe this question has ever been addressed, but there was a test that I did. Is it Myers-Briggs? Yes. Do you yeah. follow that or do you deal with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. I am an ENFJ. <laughs> okay, I'm an, I, I'm an INFP or INTP? T T T P no no I don't yeah I think yeah I'm kind of like in between there yeah 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 that is very interesting to know about that so that kind of rolls into the the answers to the quiz as a dancer correct I think there was something on there that was what you were getting that information from yeah so the the quiz it's it's totally free it's it's on my website it ties into my my ideal client my audience that I hope to engage with with my coaching, it's these women who feel that they're stuck. They're kind of like, mm, I'm in this transition phase or I'm feeling like I'm not fulfilled again. And as I mentioned, how mm -hmm. I felt when I decided to walk away from academia and there's these different archetypes and I call it the, the inner muse archetype quiz yes, because yes. That, that ties into the model that I created for my coaching clients, M-U-S-E. So it's model, understand, structure, expand. Mm -hmm. And it's this archetype, this inner muse, this, this goddess that's within us. And I'm sure you you would appreciate the muse metaphor, right? Because mm -hmm. as a as a creative, as a musician, we we have these muses that that are within us and come to us when we want to be our higher selves. And so you mentioned, yeah, you're you came as the dancer and what these archetypes represent are these figures, these women that that they have these gifts and talents, but something is getting in the way, right? Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, there's limiting beliefs or there's external pressures, perfectionism, people pleasing, X, Y, Z. And the dancer archetype is, <laughs> it actually is that Capricorn moon, Jasmine. It's you, you're just so good. You make it work no matter what, right? Yeah. You can be and also the Sagittarius right you <laughs> love being in different places at once you are you have that heart of service that cancer uh rising you you are here to serve and to pour into others but for the dancer archetype sometimes it comes with the cost of losing yourself of not having time and space to engage in self-care in juggling all of these different roles, these different hats as we wear as women that you don't really even know who the OG was, <laughs> right? Like, wait, wait, hold on a second. I've been spinning all these different plates in the air or whatever on the sticks, whatever mm -hmm. that visual is. <laughs> That's something I, I don't even know where, what the first plate was or who I am anymore. So that it's just a way to connect with people interested in my offerings as a first foray into, <laughs> into the work that I do. And so through that quiz, building exercises, building content community to help you with through the plan through through the the model that i that i spoke to mm -hmm. get you to find that that yeah. muse in her goodness and glory <laughs> that is so wonderful and i and all the listeners i strongly suggest to go onto her website i mean if you guys want to know more about that it would be www.rowenawinkler.com 
But I also noticed that you are, we're talking about dancing and stuff like that. You are a ballroom dancer. Now that's pretty cool. I'm not a D&D person. Um, <laughs> um, I've heard a lot about that, like the Dungeons and Dragons. I've heard people go like to conferences and seminars and meetings yeah. and the bookstore and stuff like that. But I've, I've gone to Comic-Con. I'm a comic book so in a, in a correlation, you know, I'm a kind of a nerd in that in that aspect. But, Love it. But the ballroom dancing, like, you got, I don't know, I might have to take you on for the a second episode down the road, but we got so <laughs> much to talk about. I just love the, the, to even connect with someone who has so much love for everything. And you decided to just follow that path and, and let it lead you down to such wondrous uh, opportunities and things and meeting people that are just who are needing you and it's just beautiful i love it i love it so i do want to touch on the ballroom aspect yes yes tell me more about this ballroom because i tell people first of all that i would not have gotten my phd without ballroom i am indebted to ballroom dancing because i found ballroom when i was in my phd program at the university of maryland and I needed a way to de-stress and to detach from writing a 300 plus page document. (laughs) Oh my God. And that was ballroom. I found ballroom and it also super profound because that's how I met my husband. You know, he's an alumni of UMD and he was very involved with the community. He taught a lot of the classes and he was my best friend for years before we decided to date and fell in love and got married. And it's awesome because as we talked about, Filipinos love to dance. And so I spent many a years as a child watching my parents dance, watching all the families, family friends dancing at the parties and thinking, oh man, I would love to have a husband someday that would dance with me. And lo and behold, there he is. Derek Winkler is awesome because he's an amazing dancer and we have a lot of fun. You dancing. just found a diamond in a rough, you know, cumbia, cha-cha, salsa, merengue, oh, all of that. Yes. Uh, Afro-Caribbean dancing and all that. And I was like, I could never find a, a dance partner because they were always like holding up the wall with their Corona. I can't, I just, <laughs> I, I just can't yeah. do that. But why did you, um, one of the things that, because there's so many beautiful dances out there uh, what made you choose ballroom specifically? Was that the only thing that was available? Or? So it, it, you know, I, as I mentioned, I'm a theater performer, but when I was in grad school, I couldn't perform in musical. I didn't musical theater. So I couldn't perform in shows because it's just such a huge time commitment to be a part of a musical. And I just didn't have the time trying to get my master's and PhD to do it. And so I was very sad. I missed performing. And a really good friend of mine said, oh, hey, they're offering free ballroom classes at this gym at the university. Do you want to check them out? And and I've watched, this is when Dancing with the Stars was really popular, right? So I would watch Dancing with the Stars and be like, oh, that looks really fun. I think I'd be into that. And so, yeah, that's, I, I joined and got obsessed. And, you know, my husband is definitely more into like the waltz and the foxtrot, but girl, I am with you. I love cha-cha. I am 
I love salsa dancing. I I'm definitely more of the Latin dances. Yes. They're they're cheeky and and flirty and fun. And so I yes. I've been very fortunate to learn a wide variety of different dances, and it's it's really fun. It's great. Yeah, and it's it would be even it's even interesting because if you chose to some other other dance. You would have never met your. See, this is like the path that you were supposed to. You, you would have never met your husband. I know, home. right? But it's, but it's even though outside of everything else, it's just such a beautiful way that you're connecting with the culture and and embracing all. Then on top of that, it's almost like you get like a, a win-win. You get the a wonderful man who is a dancer. Like you do know me, people who are probably like. <laughs> I'm still looking for that, you know. It's but it's. I am so happy that you have found such blessings in your in your journey. So, um, based that we're both mothers, but it could be something completely different. What is the sound you love the most? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you definitely know what I'm going to say. It's it's my daughter's laugh. It's hearing my baby just be so happy and. Especially, and actually, what's probably even what I love the most is hearing my husband with my daughter, oh, and yeah. you know, tickling her or, or messing around with, you know, like doing peekaboo with her and whatnot, and hearing him, you know, rawr, and then hearing her just crack up. It just warms my heart. I don't know. There's just something so attractive about dads with babies. I. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just so nice to see because yeah. I it's just beautiful. And I and I will say I am so privileged and I'm so blessed that I do have a partner and uh, someone in my life who really steps into that father figure role so beautifully and powerfully. And it it was so natural. I remember when Derek and I were just dating, we weren't even engaged yet. We went to a party and one of the friends there had a little baby and he was holding this baby and interacting with the baby. And we got in the car and I said, look, listen, it doesn't even have to be me, <laughs> but you need to be a father someday. <laughs> I told her right then and there, I was like, you are so, this is just so natural for you. And now that I get to witness it, with COVID again, we were able to have more time with each other than we probably would have ever anticipated since he was able to take more time off too. It, it's just been such a blessing during this very interesting and weird time. Yes. It's such a very, I mean, this, uh, this listening to it is such a beautiful, I am so happy for you. I'm just like overjoyed, but all the things that are coming to you as a blessing and such a beautiful journey that you have. I want the listeners to get to know more about you. Do you have any information on how they, they can contact you specifically? Yeah, sure. So like you said, you can go to rowenawinkler.com and you'll find all of my information there, ways to find me. I also am on Instagram. If you like, would rather follow me there, it is rbwinkler, PhD. And that information is on my website as well. But yeah, I'd love to connect with you, learn from all of you. We are in community and we're all just trying to be our best selves, y'all, and trying to make it work. So I'd love to, to, to hear if this episode has resonated with you and if there's anything that I can do to support your journey. Because as we've chatted about today, when you finally feel 
that you're in that flow of where you're meant to go, it's pretty freaking awesome. (laughs) It is. is. And you're proof. So this is beautiful. I love it. I love it. Something that I've found recently, especially as I've been building my business, is what makes you different makes you powerful. I feel that for so many of us and myself included for so long, we're looking around comparing ourselves to everybody else or trying to be somebody else or having aspirations to be these people that we are not. But it's not until we truly take a moment to reflect on who we are and our gifts, what makes us beautiful, what makes us special and tapping into that and having that intuition of knowing what's right for you and knowing who you are and who you are meant to be is so profound. So don't get lost in all of the the distractions, right? But there's just so many things that at the end of the day, don't even really matter. (laughs) You know, like, as I mentioned, with my dad dying, and now with my daughter being born, and now with the collective retreat of COVID, it's, it really are the it's this lesson that you never know what's going to happen. So you might as well just stop caring about what other people think and and do you man, just be yourself, be that vibrant, amazing, luminant, radiant, wondrous human that you are because people will see that and feel that, you know, when it's contrived, we all can feel it. Like it feels fake, but when you show up unapologetically and authentically, y'all, it's just, it, it's amazing and it's Mm -hmm. transformative and it's a game changer. And I'm living proof of that, as you mentioned. Oh yes. Uh, 1000% I confirm on that. This is such a beautiful, this, I really enjoy this. Thank you so much for this time. Thank it's you. Been, it's been an awesome, we're, now we're on this journey here. So it's been an awesome, awesome um, time to meet with you at the right time, of course. Because, so uh, It's been really beautiful, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. So you have a wonderful rest of the weekend and I will stay in touch with you, dear. Um, Please. I yeah. want to I want to hang out with you now. Where are you located? <laughs> I live in uh, Greenville, Texas, which is like Okay. Like, yeah, 50 miles northeast of Dallas. So Gotcha. I yeah, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I it just felt like you mentioned we were like old friends. So yeah. I I would love to stay in touch and to hopefully, you know, maybe in the future collaborate or or do whatever. I'm you know, you're stuck with me now so oh yeah for sure for sure i will talk to you later then have a wonderful weekend and kiss 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 that baby girl from me oh i will thank you so much have a good weekend i'll talk to you soon all right you too bye-bye thank you for listening to noise Zion podcast i'm jasmine castillo also known as dj jim jam if you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast Please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.